Hello and welcome to Your Best Self Podcast. My name is Heather. I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach. And this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better, into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. I hope that you are all well. We have a belter of an episode today. So it is a client q and and I have so much to get through. So this is the first check-in of the October group of Project Your Best Self. The girls have got on so, so well. I am so excited to share their wins. And we also have the Empower Group, where everybody is just chipping away, they are showing up week on, week off, and getting shit done, and I am absolutely here for it and love it. So I am not going to bore you with any of my chat, Um, I'm going to get straight in because I have so much to get through today, which is so exciting. So let's go through the wins. Okay, so first one, manage my three strength workouts plus an extra few cardio workouts. I'm in the new stone bracket, I'm buzzing. Um, so nine pounds down so far and I've signed up for a half marathon next year. And this is all one person's wins, which I am absolutely here for. So she is chipping away. She is a mum of three. Um, she's now in the new stone bracket, which was her goal for October. And we are only on the 12th of October and she's smashed it already. And she is pushing herself out of her comfort zone and, and signing up for a half marathon next year and for an incredible cause as well. So get your link up to sponsor in the group, please. Um, next one, new lows on the scales. Um, also bought a load of snacks when I was going around Aldi. The little angel was being more of a devil, so was stressed out of my head, um, but only had one treat at night. Okay, so again, this person chipping away, unempowered, got a new low on the scales. Um, and something I want to speak about here is just about food environment. Okay, so you've said that you've bought a load of snacks because there was like the little um, angel on your shoulder was actually been a little devil that day and telling you to buy all the snacks. Um, do you know, there's nothing wrong with having like snacks in your house. Like I am not here to say that like, you can't have these in the house. You have a son as well. You need to have snacks in the house for your child. Um, but you do have to think about your food environment, all right? Um, and that is going to have a massive impact on how you show up. And if there's a lot of temptation around about you, there's only so much willpower you have. Um, So something to think about is just that food environment. So is it not going to the shops when you're hungry? Is it not listening to that little, like, devil on your shoulder? Like, I was in Aldi today and it is rammed with delicious-looking snacks. Halloween stuff's in there. The bloody Christmas stuff is in there. Everything looked really, really good. And I did what I tell you guys not to do. I went when I was hungry. Post-night shift and didn't have lunch. 
was like, what was I even thinking doing this? So there was a lot of times when I was going around Aldi and like, oh my God, look at them. They look absolutely men. I'm going to pick them up. But I didn't because I was like, right, you know, I actually, I actually have a fat loss goal. I got what I needed. I got some snacks in, but I didn't buy loads and loads and loads because I knew that if they were in the house, like, I would end up eating them, like, just because they were there. So it's just something to think about, like, even if the little the little angel has been a little bitch one day when you're walking around Aldi, it does not mean you have to listen to her. Like, you can tell her to shut up. Um, maybe don't do that when you're walking around Aldi. Folk will probably get you sectioned. But, like, you don't have to listen to, to, the, like, to the devil on your shoulder, all right? But if you do and it's in the house, think about your environment, okay? Think about having it up in high cupboards. Think about having it covered. And making sure that you are intentional with these snacks, okay, that you are only having like one slash two a day at the most. But even if you're having two snacks a day, I really would like one of them to be nutritious, um, high protein with some fruit or some veg in there as well, okay? And then leave that other snack for something a little bit more indulgent. Next one, um, I stuck to my plan for the last week despite many distractions and last minute arrangements coming up. And I think this is great as well because life is always going to have like ups and downs, okay? There's always going to be things that are going to come into play that you hadn't like planned for, especially when you've got kids, especially when you've got like busy working working lives and you've got careers and stuff. There's always going to be things coming up, but you have to still be intentional with your plan. If you do not prioritise you and your week, nobody else is going to do it for you, okay? So you still have to be intentional with the things that you want to do because all that's going to happen if you don't is you're going to get to the end of the week and you're going to be very resentful and you might end up blaming other people um, because we don't like to blame ourselves sometimes, Um, but you're not going to get results unless you prioritise what you need to do. Um, so I think this is great and it's known that like these things are going to come up so like plan A might not go to like might not work out what about plan B what about plan C and I know that it might seem a little bit overkill to have like plan B's and plan C's but you have to have these like what if situations because you can't just push the fuck it button and just think oh I'll start again next week when little things crop up um, because you can't be perfect or things haven't went to plan A so they're just going to go to shit like we have to have alternatives um, in place and the more you do this and the more you practice this the easier it becomes um, which this person is doing which is amazing next one I tried an old pair of jeans on and they are way less snug than they used to be and totally wearable I love this you know that I am all about the non-scale victories because these are the things that matter in real life and we are going to speak about scales later on because there's people just starting and like inevitably you guys know that the scales is one of my favorite things to speak about because once you can move past the scales like you uh, you end up in such a better mindset when it comes to progress because they are not it's not all about the scales because the scales are fickle as fuck so so fickle like the scales for me have not moved in three weeks but I am seeing progress and I'm feeling progress um so I know that that, that things are happening but like I have desensitized desensitized myself myself from the scales because there would have been a time where I would have have given up by now so we have to be thinking about these other non-scale victories progress pictures your clothes your energy levels your sleep your confidence levels like these are all more important than a number on the scales and if you're from a slimming world, Weight Watchers background, we are the only 
marker of progress was the scales and you get shamed if you did not if your weight did not go down. Um somebody put in a pre-consultation who just started that one of their Slim and World consultants advice that they stop exercising because exercise exercise wasn't helping their weight loss. Now that is fucking mental. Mental. Okay, because exercise is so important for your health. Why are these people telling you not to exercise? It does not make any sense in my head. And it's because they are not educated on the scales and what the scales actually mean. If they were, they would not be getting women to weigh themselves at 7 o'clock at night. Every time, if you weigh yourself, at, like, after eating or drinking, that weight is, like, that number just means nothing because you've got the weight of the food and drink that you've eaten for that day. So why are people getting women to weigh in at 7 o'clock at night? I just don't understand and I went on a total tangent but we have to be looking at other things apart from the scales and it is going to be my mission to make you realise this by the end of the time that we work together. Um, next one, my elbow touched the ground in the stretch, I'm feeling stronger and more flexible, getting four workouts completed in a week, this mum this has um, four children, FYI, kids got McDonald's for tea tonight, I ate one chicken slice and ten chips, I went home and cooked prawns and veg, I'm making a conscious effort to not drink wine during the week, I mean how amazing are these ones, <laughs> like she's getting stronger and more flexible in the gym, seeing progress, she is consistently working out four times a week because we have found a way of fitting workouts in that the, um, work for her. So that is 30 minute workouts, okay? She's doing these four times a week. So consistent and getting stronger and more flexible week to week to week. Love it. Um, next one. I feel I have been consistent with my meals this week. I've been planning ahead and including lots of veg. I completed one of the 30-minute workouts this week and felt really successful. I often start one of the longer workouts but don't manage to complete the whole thing due to time slash interruptions. Um, This usually gives me a feeling of failure um, or that I've given up before the end. On this day, I knew that I'd limited time, so picked a 30-minute workout and managed to complete the full thing. Guys, this is why I added these 30-minute workouts in, okay? Because I know what it can be like sometimes, especially when you've got small humans around about you. Like, I started a workout the other day and only got the first superset done. And part of me was like, oh, this is crap, what am I going to do? But then another part of me was like, oh, do you know what? I've got a little bit of a workout done. Like, that is better than nothing. Um, I did not beat myself up about it. Um, and I just moved on with my day. But the 30-minute workouts are here for days where you know that you're jam-packed and that a 45-50-minute workout is just not going to happen. Do a 30-minute workout, okay? It's about consistency. It's about banking these workouts. Um, and remember that you do, not, you do not need to do loads and loads and loads of workouts to get results. You have to be consistent with them. And if that means doing three to four 30-minute workouts instead of like three full-body 45, 50-minute workouts, then that's what we do. We make it work for you. Um, next one, surviving six days of solo parenting with a viral chaser. What a hero you are. Like, yeah. Some weeks we are going to be surviving, not thriving. Um... I am. An, I have had a couple of weeks of surviving, not thriving, with kids just being ill. One's ill, the other one's fine. Then they swap. Then I get ill. Like it's this time of year is just rife, and there's loads and loads of bugs going about. Loads of folk have been speaking about how they've been feeling really ill. Um. So, you know, some weeks we we are just about surviving, but 
again, it's just showing up and doing what you can, okay? Surviving the week does not mean that you, you sack everything off. Surviving the week just means that you maybe go to the lower end of your non-negotiable habits and you show up and do what you can. Um, next one, hit 76 kg for my front squat. It was just one a one kilo PB, but still, um, I've been 100% consistent on my nutrition. Amazing, my body responds so well to the calories I'm on for fat loss when I remember that my target once being 1,100 calories a day. Wow. Wow, 1100 calories a day. I cannot even imagine that. Although I, I remember I used to, I did the five two diet and I was speaking to somebody in my DMs about this and we were, I used to do 500 calorie days when I was working a 12 hour shift. And I think back and think, you're an actual crazy bitch. And I didn't lose any weight doing these, by the way. Like if I used to do Metafit on a 500 calorie day, like I remember eating Ringos because they were only like 76 calories. So I got a couple of packets of them. Like the stuff that we did, like that I did was just crazy. But I think now you know like you can eat more and lose body fat and you're also thinking about fueling your performance. You're still showing up to the gym. Your performance is getting like you're you're hitting a, a, like a, um, a PB. And this person I know has been lifting for a very long time um, and we have to celebrate. So you'll see those little kilo wins. Like I remember like when you've been lifting a very long time, like actually doing like a six, eight week block of strength and putting two and a half kilo onto your back squat or your front squat or whatever is massive because the gains get so marginal. So see if you're at the very start of your journey, like please embrace that. These these new begins are so, so exciting and so motivating. Like I got a huge buzz coming back after both pregnancies and doing loads of this and get like feeling like I was like getting loads of new begins and making loads of progress week to week and it just gets slower and slower and slower. But I mean that's not a reason to give up, it just means that we have to be more consistent and we have to celebrate these little small wins. Like so like yesterday and I got you guys to do your Wednesday wins. We are celebrating the small wins because it's these small wins that add up. A lot of people will be like, oh, I'm not even that's not even a win. Why am I even acknowledging that? No, you need to acknowledge these small wins. These are important. Especially when we're thinking about sustainable fat loss and maintaining your result well, maintaining your results long term. These small wins matter. Um Next one's my first workout in over a year. Um, I felt I felt quite anxious to get started, but having done it now, it wasn't what I thought. Um, but I loved using weights again, even though I'm right back at the beginning with it. So, and then next one was going out a walk with the kids in double buggy instead of sitting with a cuppa and biscuits. So this person has just started and just making these changes already and like actually um, moving past feeling anxious and just getting started because often it's like, we will talk ourselves out of doing something because we perceive it to to feel or to be a certain thing. And the first, the hardest step is the first step. It's actually just getting out to the gym or getting out in the walk, getting the kids in the buggy. Like that's the hardest bit. See, once you're out, it's it's easy after that. Um, so often we create this vision I suppose or like what we think it's going to be and it's not like that as well so I get sometimes like people can be a little bit apprehensive and anxious about not feeling that confident in the gym but I assure you like once you get there and once you actually get started and doing it it will start you will start that's the only way you're going to build that confidence is to put yourself stretch yourself out your comfort zone and um, build confidence from there um Next one, after a terrible day at work, the last thing I wanted to do was work out, but I did it and I felt so much better afterwards. <laughs> I 
second amazing this person could have easily talked herself out of it you've had a really bad day you've had a really stressful day go and sit on the couch get yourself a glass of wine and some chocolate put your favorite thing on netflix like but she didn't the last thing she wanted to do was work out but she, she did it and she felt so much better afterwards these are the days that count the most guys okay and this is something i do remind myself of quite often when I don't want to do something like it's the days that you don't want to do it that matter the most these are the days you have to show up and you have to push through even if you just do a little bit of something it's better than nothing um, but these are the days you show up and you do it because the average person is going to sit on the couch with a glass of wine and some chocolate and watch Netflix you guys are not the average people now okay you have committed you're accountable to yourself you're accountable to me um and you know that this, in long term, the future you, the tomorrow you, is going to thank you for doing that workout. Um, next ones. So one, being quite intentional with my meals. Haven't felt like meals as cold slash flu symptoms, but what I've eaten, I've tried to have nutritious meals. Two, no mindless snacking. Three, got steps in despite feeling rubbish. There was another two ones for this person, but I'm only going to mention these first three. Um, amazing. Okay, so she's just for, she has just started. We're on day four. And... She's had five amazing ones, which is great. Um, next one, really starting to see the value in prioritising protein. Um, I've been left feeling quite full after meals and so haven't wanted to snack. Guys, protein is where it's at. If you're listening to this and you're not part of Project Your Best Self, like one, what are you doing? Get on board, guys. But two, if you're not eating protein with every meal and snack and you have a fat loss goal, then you are missing a trick, okay? Get protein in your meals. Everybody on project your best self is the target is at least 110 grams of protein all right we spread that out across our day but that is going to help keep you fuller for longer so you're not going to mindlessly snack in between your meals okay protein is so important if you have a fat loss goal I cannot emphasize it enough it's why it's the thing that i want you to focus on after calories if you're tracking and even if you're not tracking your meals are built around protein it is very important um, and last one, the strength training. I got up to do it today despite having a packed physical active day and I really enjoyed it. I'm going to speak about this a little bit later because somebody was, there's been a few struggles about time um, and for trying to fit workouts in. Sometimes it does, it is going to mean setting an earlier alarm, all right? But like this person, like she knew that she had a really packed day, but she got up early and did it and she really enjoyed it. And there's no better feeling, I think, than starting your day on a workout before the house is even gotten up okay you've ticked you've showed up for you before everyone else and then you get to give to everybody else and the thing about exercise you're like oh I can't get up I can't get up half an hour earlier because I'm knackered but actually exercise is going to give you energy it's going to make you feel better throughout your day and usually what happens is like one little um like action so whether it's exercise whether it's nutrition like actually starts to snowball into the rest of your, day, of your day so if you start your morning and you've got a workout in you've ate a really nutritious breakfast that's going to snowball to the rest of your actions you're going to want to continue to show up um, and like be the best version of you know that that can go the other way as well so i would really try and win the morning um, in however way that looks for you, your life, your lifestyle, your, sed- your schedule, your family life, etc. Try and win the morning because that is only going to snowball throughout your day. Okay guys, so I'm going to speak about the struggles now. So first struggle, I know a lot of people are going to resonate with this. I know I can resonate with this, okay. So I've noticed I've been picking off, picking more off my wee one's plates and using unnecessary calories. Okay, so picking off your children's plates, like... 
so one, this person's had the self-awareness to realise that this has been keeping back in. It's been a habit that's been keeping back in, which is amazing. Um, so think about why. Why is it? So why are you picking off like your kids' plate if, if it's something you do? Is it hunger? Okay. Is it a habit? Does it happen at certain meals or does it only, like maybe dinner, for instance? Okay. Have you maybe grown up with the... the with parents maybe telling you that there's starving kids in Africa, you have to empty your plate. Like you don't like you get annoyed at food waste. Um, like is the limiting belief when you were younger that you had to clear your plate. There's like the reason why I ask this is because um the reason behind you picking off your kids' plate, like this the solution for that is going to be different depending on why exactly you're doing it. So it does take a little bit of self-reflection. I am going to speak a lot about journaling, so if you are new to the podcast, like, I'm a huge advocate of journaling. If you're not new to the podcast, you guys know, like, it's, I, I like to do it, like to do it. Uh, basically, you get all your thoughts out your head, and I know my thoughts are jumbled, they are mixed in with, like, what I need to do for work, what I need to do for business, what I need to do for the kids, what I need to do for me. There's a lot going on, a lot going on in there. And then there's the inner critic. And if I don't get my words out and down on paper, it's sometimes very hard for me to rationalise them. And I know a lot of people feel like this as well. So journaling just helps you get everything down on paper. And then you can look at it and you can kind of be like, right, okay, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> sometimes I look, I look at things and I think, oh my God, right, yep, you're, you're being a fanny. Like, stop this right now. Um, and other times I'm like, I need to work through this. So for me... Um, I'm going to like I'll speak a little bit about my experience with picking off the kids plates I was doing it because it was a habit really there was a bit of a habit but there was also a bit of an emotional response as well like, I don't know about any, anybody else right but I find dinner times very very stressful um, maybe it's just the age of my kids are that but yeah I don't enjoy dinner time very much I eat with the kids because I like it's something that I do want to do. I want us to I want us to get into the habit of eating like a, as a family. But right now I've got an eighteen month old who won't sit in a high chair, wants to sit in my knee, but doesn't want to eat her food, wants me to feed her, then sometimes wants to feed herself. She's very independent. Then food gets chucked about. If we are and she's now taking tantrums because she wants to sit in the couch and eat her dinner, like it's stressful. So for me, I was like, I was coming out of dinner in a very, very high stressed, like, um, in my body. Like, I was feeling it in my stomach, I was feeling it in my chest, I was very anxious, I was very stressed, I was very frustrated, and I was turning to food. So, for me, it was about taking some deep grounding breaths, like, just reminding myself that this is not forever, like, we have to work through this, it's going to get better, it's going to get easier, like, reminding myself why I want to sit, sit as a family having these meals, um, and not getting myself so highly strung afterwards that when I was clearing their plates, because kids never finish their plates, I wasn't picking at things. Another thing that I do like to remind myself of, and this is something that I want you guys to think about as well, is in the most compassionate way, you are not a bin, okay? You deserve better than cold, soggy chicken nuggets, all right? And let's be completely honest, do you actually enjoy eating cold, soggy chips? 
cold, soggy chicken nuggets. Like, no, you don't, right? And I don't, like, don't come back at me and tell me that you do. You don't. And it's not serving you, it's not serving your goals. And then all that happens is you end up being a little bit resentful and frustrated that you did it. Then you start feeling that guilt, that shame. And then that can spiral. That can maybe spiral into, like, the fuck it button. And then you end up overeating that night, okay? So having a think about, like, why you do it, okay? So if it's hunger, just making sure that you... And you don't eat dinner with, with your kids. Like, maybe making sure that you're having a snack before you make the dinner and before you serve them the dinner, just so that you're not you're not super, super hungry and wanting to actually eat off their plate. Maybe if it's, like, a, like the same as me, like, coming from, like, a stress, frustration, emotional eating side of things, take some ground and breast beforehand. Remind yourself of why you're doing this. Um, and then if you don't like food waste, maybe having some Tupperware. So can you maybe plate up their food and like one of those section plates so nothing's touching and then put it away in Tupperware once they're finished and then serve it up the, the next day to them all right um or putting it straight into like the food waste so that's going into the compost if that's something that you like that that makes like the food waste a little bit easier have a think about that okay and just having some things in place to help you moving forward because at the end of the day, like, you're not a bin and you deserve better than your kids' disgusting, soggy, cold leftovers. Um, next struggle. I feel like I'm having one of those weeks that everything is hard. I think my food has been fine, but steps, exercise and my mindset have, have been shite. Um, I'm not feeling well either, but it's just lingering, sore head and not a full-blown cold yet, so it's annoying. Like... These weeks are going to come up. You're going to have meh weeks. And I spoke about this a couple of check-ins ago. Everyone is starting to have meh weeks. And I think it's a change in the weather. Like I say, everybody's getting ill right now. Um, And also this person is in day one of her period. So she has probably had some mood fluctuations, some hormonal changes this week that has maybe impacted like her mood and her mindset. Okay. Like I said earlier, like these weeks are the most important because you do need to show up in the weeks where you don't feel like it. In the weeks where everything feels hard, show up, drop your targets a little bit, but just show up and just make sure that you're doing something towards your goals, all right? And have a think about like why. Why have steps and exercise been shite? Was it a busy work week? Was your son sick? Was sleep shite? Did you have a lazy week? Like, there's absolutely no judgment, but maybe you just had a week where you just could not be arsed. Um, but unless you you reflect on this, like, you don't know what to do to improve next week. All right. If you're new to the group and you're listening to the podcast for the first time, like, I ask a lot of questions back at you guys. And sometimes I get that that can be a little bit annoying because like, I just want you to tell me what to do. But I don't want to tell you what to do every single week because see, at the end of the day, you're not going to learn and you need to be able to reflect. You need to build that self-awareness. You need to be accountable. Like So you've got me to be accountable just now, but you're not going to always have me to be accountable to. So you need to be accountable to yourself. You need to build that self-awareness um, and you need to stop some tough love now but you need to stop burying your head in the sand and actually address the things that are coming up that are stopping you moving forward towards your goals so 
you cannot do that without reflecting, okay? And you can't really reflect without journaling. So you don't have to journal, like, get a pad and paper, like a diary, like, dear diary, like, I can't believe this happened today. Um, but you can do it in the notes on your phone or you can do it in a laptop if, you're, if you've if you got, a, like, a, a laptop that you set up for work. Like, um, just opening a Word document and just getting shit out of your head and popping it down. But unless you start reflecting and building that self-awareness, you're not going to be able to know what to do moving forward. And you're not going to be able, if you don't know what to do to move forward, you're not going to start, you're not going to make progress. All right. Um, next struggle. So two struggles on the scales. Okay. So you knew it was coming, guys. I'm going to speak about the scales. Oh, it's my favourite thing to speak about. So, first struggle was actually losing weight. I'm not seeing any difference yet, but I know just to persevere. And then the next one was somebody who's just started. So, bear in mind we're only on day four, okay? But this person has said, I've not lost any weight. I know it's early days, but I was hoping to see a change to give me a wee boost. Which I completely get, because it's nice to see the scales going down. It's nice to see your hard work and your consistency paying off, okay? But like I said before, the scales are really, really fickle, okay? Some people, for some people, the scales are going to move quicker than others. This is why it's very important to focus on your progress. Um, some people who are particularly lean, they are not going to have a lot of movement in the scales. Some people who have got, um, who are in quite in larger bodies and have quite a lot of body fat to lose, they are going to see big increases in the scales, especially to start with. A big decrease, sorry, in the scales, especially to start with. Okay, so you have to start to figure out your trends on the scales now I've worked with hundreds of women now and I've worked with women who see like that's not true actually I don't think I've worked with men who who tend to see consistent drops in the scales for me I don't see women make consistent drops in the scales I see women make like they have little plateaus and then big drops so maybe like for two or three weeks their weight doesn't um their weight doesn't move much and then they have a big drop on week four, for instance. Um or they have like a big drop, maybe a little increase, another wee drop, a big like so it's very it fluctuates. And that's because the scales the scales measure your weight, not your body fat. So it's everything in your body. So it is body fat, but it's also water, it is muscle, um it is your organs, your blood, etc. Okay, and lots of things will impact that. And it's mainly water retention. There's lots of things that go on in your week that are going to impact the amount of water your body retains. All right. So the person who spoke about feeling like who's just started and um, felt that they hadn't lost any weight, you identified in your check-in two things that have that will will have impacted this. One is you you're doing more exercise than you've done before. Okay. Exercise is a stressor in the body, especially lifting weights. So your body is going to create micro tears when it's doing the strength exercise, especially if you push it to the like to um, fatigue or to like um, a failure. That's what you want to do, all right. And then it's when it's recovering that's when the, the like new muscle fibers are going to grow, um, and that process is going to mean that you're going to retain some water. All right. So if you're doing more exercise and you're very new to strength training, you might not you like that your scale weight might fluctuate, and that's because your body your body's retaining water. It's doing what it needs to do to repair to grow muscle, so you get leaner, you you look more toned. Um. So that's that's one reason. The other reason was stress. You had a couple of really stressful days at work. Okay. Stress, increased cortisol levels, etc., can mean that you retain water. 
which masks fat loss on the scales. So that does not mean that you have not lost body fat. It just means that you've not dropped weight, okay? And it's why it is so important for us to focus on other markers of progress. So our progress pictures, your measurements, how your clothes are feeling, your energy levels, like sleep, confidence levels, okay? Now, I know that this, that you have got a background in slimming clubs, okay? And like I said before, like, slimming clubs are notorious for the scales being the only marker of progress, okay? So it's going to take you, a, it's going to take you a while to move away from this. And I'm going to have to probably remind you week after week after week, which I am more than happy to do, that the scales are not the be-all and end-all, all right? So if you're feeling better, you've got more energy, you're sleeping better, you're, you are... Um, like running better, you are focusing on your workouts, like if all these things are improving, why does it matter if the scales aren't going down, okay, and that's a question you need to ask yourself, again, journal, you need to get down to the nitty gritty of why the scales are so important to you, and why you'd be willing to give up all of that just to see them go down, okay. Um, And for the other person, she has been on Project Your Best Self, the, the group before, so I sent her her comparison pictures because there's a change in her body composition, okay? We are definitely seeing fat loss progress, even if it's maybe masked on the scales this week, okay? She's already said she's getting stronger, she's feeling more flexible. Um, And the thing about this is, like, see if you focus on your non-negotiable habits, okay? Focus on them, not the scales, then... That's the process, okay? So that like the, your non-negotiable habits is the process. Focus on the process, focus on the journey, okay? The outcome, the destination, which is weight loss, fat loss, it's going to happen, okay? Um, but you have to focus on the process. If you only focus on the, the, the destination um, or the outcome, you're not going to get there, all right? You have to focus on what you need to do day to day to get you, like, to that, to that outcome and that destination, all right? And just remember that you can lose body fat without the scales moving, all right? It's why we have to look at these other markers of progress. And you are making progress. I can see that you're making progress. Um, so please trust me. Please trust that, like, this process it is working. Um, but we just have to move away from the scales as being the only marker of progress that we are using. Um, next struggle. So I'm feeling a little bit all over the place in stopping your best self group. I found it difficult to realign my group realign my week, sorry, to work on a Wednesday check-in day. I just feel a little bit overwhelmed with planning, workouts, meals, etc. Um, I think I just got myself into a good routine and it's changed slightly. I am hopeless at dealing with change. I'm going to start my new week tomorrow, planning workouts and try not to stress over doing workouts in order. The main thing is they get done. Okay, so project your best self previously, was they were checking in on a Saturday. Um, and now, moving to Empowered, the check-ins are on Wednesday, and then Project Your Best Self check-ins are on a Thursday now. Um, so, I get that there has been a little bit of adaptation, there has been a little change in the routine um, to get you to Wednesday. And I think probably the, the, there was a few people that struggled. Nobody really put it in their check-in, but I know like sometimes having like a midweek check-in, when you are busy and stuff like that, it can like it can throw you off a wee bit. But I know that for you, like you're off on Monday and Tuesday from work, so and that is typically like your kind of weekend. So maybe it's just about thinking about Tuesday as your 
typical, everyone else's typical Sunday. So that's the day that you kind of plan, you prep, um, and you like make sure that everything needs to be done in your week gets done. Um, and the thing about like getting your weeks done or your workouts done in order, like they don't have to be done in order. Like, and it's not about being perfect; it's about being consistent. Like, and the main thing is they get done. Like. So letting go of that perfectionism mentality is going to feel really tough to begin with. But the more you practice it and the more you practice like your week beginning on a Wednesday, um, the easier it is going to to be. So like I had a lot of perfectionist mentality, like perfectionist traits um, when I first started like my journey. And it was tough getting them around it. Like, I used to sack workouts off if I couldn't do one exercise in them. Um, and I wouldn't even think about, like, doing something else or doing, like, an alteration or just missing it out because it's only one small part of the workout. Like, I'd be like, oh, I can't do that. Well, I'll just start again tomorrow. Like, things like that. And for me, like, it was it was really hard to move away from that um, because I was like, I need to do everything perfectly or it's not going to work. And that took practice, it took like dedication, it took consistency, it took me actually doing it, build trust to know that it actually it had to be consistent, that was the key. Um, and it's, it's something you just need to do, you need to push through that perfectionism mentality, you need to push through like if you only get half a workout done or you don't do them in order or you have to sub an exercise out for another one or you miss an exercise out or it's not like quote-unquote perfect and what you, what it would normally be because like your son woke up in the middle of it kind of thing like you're still getting it done you're still showing up that's the most important thing and it's remembering I think as busy working mums we always have to remember about that messy middle ground and doing something is always better than nothing. And it's like I spoke about before, like actually just doing something. So you might not get a full workout in, but actually getting half a workout in means that that spurs you on to make a healthy dinner instead of getting a takeaway because you're so annoyed because you didn't get your workout in. And it's like these that, that small action, that, that half a workout actually has spurred on a healthy dinner and an early bed and you prepping a healthy breakfast for the morning instead of not doing a workout, um, getting a takeaway, not bothering prepping, lying on the couch watching Netflix to midnight, getting a really rubbish night's sleep because you've ate crap on the couch, um, and then your next days went to shit as well. Okay, so we have to think about it that way, all right? We have to let go of perfectionism, let go of perfect workouts, let go of perfect days because they do not exist. And they definitely do not exist when you have kids. All right. Um, next struggle, I seem to have lost focus on the non-negotiables. The steps have been a downward trend. Sleep has not been good. Protein and fruit, protein and, fruit and veg good due to a change in he- eating habits. Just started up the overnight oats again. Oh, she's putting brackets, took my time. You, lady, have taken your time getting on the overnight oat game. It is where it needs to have. I love my overnight oats. I actually quite like the Wheatabix cheesecake. Never thought I did, so I've not tried it. But I'm, I'm, I kind of like it. But I just, it's it's definitely not oats. I've had oats the past two mornings. I'll just love them. Because it is, like, she's put such an easy way to boost the fruit and protein early. Like, you have 25 grams of protein, two to three portions of fruit, and it keeps you full till lunchtime. 
So, that yeah, high protein breakfast, like overnight oats, like your um, protein cheesecake thing, um, protein porridge, eggs, etc. Like high protein breakfasts are going to keep you fuller till lunch. And this person actually was like, I, I kept saying to like, English protein at breakfast, English protein at breakfast, English protein at breakfast. <laughs> It's only took a couple of months for her to actually increase her protein at breakfast. Um, but I'm glad that she's seen the benefits from it now. And the thing about like losing focus a little bit, so we have been working together since April, alright, and I think that this is very common, alright, and it's and it happens to everybody at some point in their journey. They lose a little bit of focus. Maybe it's because because of illness, maybe it's because of a busy period um, with work, my busy period with the kids, like a, a change in routine, maybe over like the summer holidays or a in holiday. Everybody does lose a little bit of focus from time to time. And I think something that that really helps, and I know that it helps me as well, is just having a little reset. So getting very intentional about your habits for a week or two. All right, set yourself a little target of maybe like being consistent for like two weeks. You write everything down that you want, your non-negotiables, things that are important to you, your target ranges, you write them down. And you commit to doing them for two, like two, three weeks, 30 days, whatever it is, like set yourself a little time frame, okay? Another thing that helps is reminding yourself of why. Like, why did you start this? Like, what do you want to achieve, all right? And having like a little bit of a stricter week, because then it just reminds you of how you feel when you actually show up day to day ticking these off, how much better you feel. Um, I think that really, really helps and almost like kick starts momentum again um so that's something like to be aware of even if you're at the start of your journey like you're going to have weeks where you're going to like, focus might dip a little bit okay that's not that's not an excuse to completely give up but it is a reason to be like okay well, why did that happen and i need a little reset right now um, and then you move forward from that no judgment no like speaking to yourself like a piece of shit um, don't let your inner critic come out, it's not helpful, like, you just acknowledge that it's happened, you take your head out of the sand, you acknowledge that it's happened, you give yourself a little bit of a refocus, little bit of a, like, pat down, and then you just get back on, like, you just set yourself, like, some targets for the following week, make them quite tough if you like that, or reduce them if you need to just, you need to ease yourself in, you're feeling quite overwhelmed, like, different things are going to work for different people um, and then give yourself a, a, like a time frame, a week, two weeks, 30 days, all right. Um, right, okay, so next struggle, I know, oh no, I've got one before that. <laughs> so I felt a bit hungrier yesterday on a training day, um, not majorly, so I'll see how this plays out over the next wee while and experiment with meals and training times. I think I'm hungrier if I've trained in the morning, so plan today to train in the evening and have my, then have my dinner afterwards. Okay, so... Yeah, like you are, I don't really know many people who are not hungrier when they train in the morning. I think it's for a few reasons. Like one, you're usually up earlier, so your day is longer. But I think like having that exercise done in the morning, like the like exercise is, is going to have an impact on like your hunger, depending especially on, depending on what type of exercise you do. If you're, going to, if you're doing a lot of cardio, that's probably going to have an impact on your, your hunger later on, all right? So it's about playing about with it, okay? So if you are exercising in the morning, like maybe just know that your your hunger might ramp up that day. So that's where you get really intentional with 
like how much protein you're eating. So high protein meals, make sure they're bulked out with lots of fruit and veg, salads on there as well. Um, or if you can, maybe just mix up your training and just seeing how it feels training, training at night. Okay, so there's going to be some people who are, who will have the flexibility to kind of play about with it. There's other people who are going to have to be quite rigid with it and they're just going to have to train in the morning because that's the only time they can get it done. Um, and again, I suppose like not everybody is going to that not everybody's hunger is going to increase if they train in the morning, um, and sometimes it might mean that you just go for an you get you get an earlier bed, um, if the hunger is higher in the evening. You have your dinner, maybe like have a half hour ch- chill in the bed, and then you chill in the couch and you go to bed earlier. All right, it's about finding what works for you, for your lifestyle, um, for your family, etc. Um, right, next struggle, now. This is something that everyone everyone is going to resonate with, okay? So I'm still struggling with time. I'm really trying to focus on food, but struggling to make time for workouts. So time, I really do believe that this is the biggest struggle for, like, for mums, for busy women, busy mums, okay? Uncomfortable truth time. Like, time is finite. We all have the same number of hours in our day. And I hate saying that because I don't really do not mean that patronising, but... The thing about that is, like, people speak about finding time. You're never going to find time for workouts. You, you have to make time for that. So anything that you want to prioritise, you're going to have to get intentional and make the time to do that. So that being said, there are a few things that you can do to help. Like, one, plan your workouts into your week, okay? So like I said before, like, this might mean that you have to get up earlier, and do it before the house wakes up. It might mean that you have to do it later when everybody's in their bed. Like I get that that's not ideal. I get in a perfect world that's not what you would you would want to do. All right. I know that potentially a five a.m. alarm bell sounds hellish, but actually try it. See how you feel because like starting your day with a workout, taking something off that you're doing for you before anyone else is up. It's very motivating and like I said before, it's going to snowball into actions throughout your day. So don't just be listening to this and being like, oh, I can't do a five o'clock I can't do a five o'clock alarm, like I just can't do it. There's no even any point in trying it. Like I would really like you to try it and see how you feel doing it um before you tell me that you that you you don't want to do it, you can't do it, all right. Um, next thing is leaning your support network okay are there people that you can ask to watch your daughter for an hour so you can work out I some people get a little bit um, I guess I am I'm in a really fortunate position and I can't not address that I am in a really fortunate position that like I will, I, my mum and dad are quite happy to, to watch my kids for me to work out and I'm very open with them like, because for me exercise is, is so important for how I show up as a parent um, that it is something that I will prioritise in my week. Now I do not do, not, oh my gosh I can't speak now, I do not do copious amounts of exercise, I do three workouts a week. And I have a garage gym, okay, which again, I need to address. I am very privileged that I have that in, in my life to use. Um, but I will prioritise those three workouts. Um, and I will ask for help if, if my week is looking like I'm not going to be able to, to do it, like between me and my husband, like I will ask for help. Now, I know that I like speaking to people that their parents are not as on board with 
looking after the kids so you can go to the gym because they maybe don't understand they've never worked out they've never um they've never had to that's just not been part of their lifestyle um so is there anybody else in your life like can you and your husband sit down at the beginning of the week and plan out like I know that he does shifts he does long shifts but is there a way that you can plan out three work three times so you can work out like if you've maybe got a little bit more time at the weekend like can you delegate some of the stuff that you would do just because it's like you've just always did it so maybe some housework or um like the food shop or do an online shop and you would maybe go for food shopping so that you've got time to do a workout. There's ways around about this and we just have to get a little bit creative with it, okay? And it's not to say that, and again, like, the, the next thing we say is like the 30-minute workouts. So these were designed to help busy mums just like you guys, okay? So I quite often do these and I sometimes do them like when the kids are pottering about in the background if I've had a really busy week and... Like, I can entertain them. So, Olivia's, she's, she's 18 months and she is a mummy's girl and my shadow. And if I'm in the room, she's usually on my knee telling me to sit now. She's on my knee or she's wanting up. So, the, the, when I do these, like, with the kids putting about, like, it, it's few and far between. It's maybe once a month because it's, it's, it is difficult, okay? But I know that something is better than nothing, and just remembering that, like, you deserve this time for you. So see right now if it's feeling a little bit, this person just started as well, if it's feeling a little bit overwhelming to, to try and fit in 45, 50-minute workouts, try and fit in two to three 30-minute workouts. And then we, we can build on that from there, all right? Everything is adaptable, all right? And again, I want you to remember that something is better than nothing. And if you're thinking, like, 30 minutes is not enough, 30 minutes is absolutely enough if you're new to training, um, so that's what I would do this week. I would plan them into your week. I would sit down with your husband and I would be like, these are important to me. Like, when can I do them? And you see if that means you do one on a Saturday and one on a Sunday, like, that's fine. If you have a little bit more time at the weekend, um, that's when I would do them. Um, next struggle. I struggle with two portions of fruit and veg at each meal. Seems a lot of volume and I can't always face it. So I fully appreciate it. So, like, Everyone, like um, the meal structures that you guys pick are going to be very individual to you. So personally, I like a big plate of food, especially when I'm dieting. But I fully appreciate that not everybody likes that. So if this is you and you don't like to have like copious amounts of food in your plate, like the goal is to for you to have five portions of fruit and veg a day. So if you're not, if you don't want to have two to three portions at a meal. Maybe you have one at a meal, but you're just making sure that your snack is has fruit or veg in it. So you maybe have like a piece of fruit with breakfast. You have like some, maybe some um, vegetable crudities, so posh, um, at your uh, like as a snack. You have like maybe some veg with your lunch or some salad with your lunch. You have a, like some fruit as an afternoon snack and then you have some veg with your dinner. As long as you're having like five portions of fruit and veg a day, like I don't mind how you break it up and you find a meal structure that works for you and that suits you. Because if you can't face like large volumes of food, um, then, do you know, having loads and loads of fruit and veg on your plate is, is not really going to serve you, all right? So in the non-tracking... Um, resource in the vault 
there's a there's a bit about this and it's about finding a meal structure that suits you so go and have a look at that because what see once you find that i spoke about it in the last podcast but see once you feel and find a meal structure that works for you for fat loss then you're just making little tweaks to it and aim for maintenance so really take the time to do this guys okay and like the advice i give to you like it might not suit and that's okay that you do not have to take my word as gospel like I will give you guidelines and you adapt them to suit you that's what this is all about it's not a cookie cutter plan you have your targets but you can manipulate them and you can you can fit them around about your your lifestyle all right and that's what the next six weeks is is here to do all right it's for you to build healthful habits that suit you and your life your family and also help you reach your goals all right so take your time with this i don't expect anybody to to like to get this in week one like yes it would be great but i do not expect that at all all right um, and to be honest, I would think it would be weird if you didn't. Like, there's going to be weeks where you're going to be like, "This is not working," like blah blah blah. And it's my job to reassure you that it is, and to pull you back off the edge, and to get you motivated again. So, I've got one more struggle, and then we're going to go into some questions. So, less struggle. It's been a crazy. It's been crazy long days of sitting down and work. So, not much move. Not as much movement as I would like. Okay, so if you have a sedentary job, so you're sitting at a desk um, for the day. Okay, like unfortunately, you are going to have to work harder to get your steps in than people who have active jobs. So, you'll have people who. Um, quite easily without thinking we'll hit 10 12,000 steps with like zero effort but if you work from a desk and I've noticed this since I've become like did a lot more like online stuff like so today for instance so I was night shift last night um, and I've been doing check-ins for a lot of the day recording the podcast etc I'm only on 6,000 steps today and my target's supposed to be 12. So there's going to be days where you are going to be more sedentary, especially if you have a desk job, all right? What I want you to remember is that there's some of your habits, so your calories and your steps, these are the average of your week. So if you do not hit like calories, maybe you're over calories one day or you're under steps, it is not the end of the world. You think about averages, okay? Don't think of averages when it comes to your protein intake. I want your protein intake to be daily and I want it to be spread out across your day. Um, same as fruit and veg, water, sleep, etc. Like don't try to like, oh, I only got two hours sleep last night, so I'm going to try and get 12 hours the next night. Like we want these to be like daily habits, but your calories and your steps are the they are the average of your week. And it's why we I spoke speak about calorie banking and your welcome pack. Um and if it being more flexible at the weekend or if you've got things on, there's ways around about um, like working with that. And it's the same with your steps. So if you have a really sedentary day at work, then you can think about making up your average on other days. So, for instance, like at the weekends, can you be more active at the weekend? Like, is it about setting yourself like a weekday working step goal and a weekend active step goal so that across the week and the month it is averaging out? That's what we want to think about. And also think about like 
so I get you like um, you've got a very sedentary job at work but is there stuff that you can do that is going to increase your steps just ever so slightly and just help bump that average up so that could be like is there certain work calls that you can pace on can you park the furthest away in the car park um, can you use a toilet that's further away in the office? So every time you go for a pee, you're getting an extra 50 steps in, for instance. Like, you might think that that's not very much, but if you're doing, like, five, six pees a day, especially if you're increasing your water intake, well, that's an extra, like, oh, my God, why is my, my brain not working? Like, 300 steps? Do you know? It's a couple of thousand steps a week. Thinking about it like that. Like, when you get home, can you potter about the house a little bit more? When you're getting breaks at work, can you go a little walk on your break? Um, all these little things, they, they seem small, they seem insignificant by themselves, but they are going to build across your day and it's going to bump that average up. So it's just, um, it's things we need to think about. Right guys, I've been speaking for about an hour now. I apologise, I knew this one was going to be a long one. So if you're still with me, bravo, bravo guys. Um, so questions. Um, I did, I did feel like one on day, oh my god, I cannot read. I did feel like on one on day one, starting to eat well, that my whole day was consumed by the thought of food. Like, not even hunger, just what was going to be on my next meal. So, food preoccupation, like, this can be a downside of dieting, especially when you get, kind of get deeper into the dieting stage, you get a little bit preoccupied with food. It can be a red flag for disordered eating habits as well, so I do want you to be aware of that. I want you to kind of to, to think about that if you do feel like you are getting very preoccupied with food it can also potentially be a downside of tracking be aware of this let me know if, if this is happening but I also think like when you first start something new like actually being hyper focused and intentional with your food and meals like actually thinking about food a little bit more is kind of normal okay like you've also got the self-awareness that you've actually highlighted that it's not hunger um, but this person also said that in her um, on day one, so she's not tracking calories, but day one she did, just to get an understanding of like the energy in certain foods, the, the calories and meals that she was eating. So that might have contributed a little bit to like the all-consuming thoughts. So it's it's thinking about that and like to be honest, like the fact that you're not tracking is maybe a better thing for you because you might not be all-consuming with your thoughts about foods. Um, so again like guys like be self-aware about these things get in touch like I do not like I am not here to like I really want you to be thinking about your relationship with food be thinking about like long term I don't want you to be preoccupied with food like um so if you are starting to like feel like you are getting a little bit preoccupied with food about numbers etc like get in touch because we need to be doing some things to help that um, but I wouldn't get too um, worried about it at the very start, like on day one. All right. Um, and the thing is, thing is, like I do want this to be as simple as possible. Like, just because, like, so I want it to be simple. That that doesn't mean it's going to mean it's going to be easy. Like, there is going to be days it's going to feel harder. There's going to be weeks it feels harder. But um, I do want it to be for you to find a way that makes it as simple as possible so you feel that you can do this for a very long time. Um, next question. So I'm going to, it wasn't really a question, but I really wanted to highlight it. 
So I'm going to keep weighing myself every day. I was getting avoidant of the scales um, and I don't want to be that way. So this person has actually, again, very self-aware. She's realised that she was avoiding the scales because the number was starting to trigger her. So she's actually going to be starting, she's going to weigh herself every day to try and desensitise herself to the scales and to find out what normal fluctuations are for her so that the scales do not have power over her. Now, if you are, we will probably work through this like week to week because for certain people, like the scales are going to get in their head. They are. We've already identified that some for some people the scales are getting in their head already. Now, there's options. One of them, like you might think by weighing yourself every single day that that's actually moving you in the opposite direction. But what weighing yourself every single day can do is it can actually make you realise how fickle the scales are and how really that number means very little. Even sometimes when you move your scales from like one end of the bathroom to the other, the number changes. Like, and even just doing like little things, like so stepping on the scales and then coming off them, drinking a glass of water, stepping back on them, seeing that number change. Like, you've not gained body fat. You've drank a you've drank a glass of water. There's no calories in that glass of water, but your weight's changed because it's the scales. Like, sometimes doing this and actually recognizing and rationalizing the increases in that scale, the number so you might do a heavy squat session the night before and in the following day you're maybe up three kilos you're like right, well that's actually like I know why that is like I had a really good squatting session like I know that's going to be water retention if you're doing your period like the fluctuations are mental mental the week before your period or even during your period like ovulation you tend to you tend to get a little bit more bloated you tend to retain a little bit of water during that these are natural processes that your body is designed to do but it is going to impact the scales if you can start to rationalize these um then you will stand yourself in a, a much better mindset moving forward from the scales because we do not want to be um dictated i didn't want anybody's mood to be dictated by the scales my mood was dictated by the scales for so many years if the scales were up I was a horrible person to be around, like, and it, it, it pains me to admit that now, but I had to do a lot of work and move away from the scales and really desensitise my myself from them, and they still trip me up to this day, like, they still do, but I, like, I just now have built that, a big tolerance with them, um, that I know that they are not the be-all and end-all and they mean nothing about my self-worth and nothing about who I am as a person and very little about progress, the progress that I'm making. And just remember that when you get down to like like lean, like you, when you don't have a lot of body fat to lose, the scales become very insignificant because they do not measure body fat, like losing, like the loss of body fat, like they don't, we have to think about other markers of progress, we have to start like thinking about progress, uh, progress markers etc, like because the scales, they, they mean nothing. I had a question, okay, so I had a question about how your cycle affects training, strength, hunger, sleep etc, which is an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal question. But I have been speaking for over an hour now and that podcast warrants one on its own, okay, because there's a lot of things to speak about and there's a lot of things that are going to surprise you in this podcast because there's a lot of bullshit on Instagram. I see it day after day about about coaches telling you when to train at certain points in your cycle, etc, etc, what to eat, changing how you eat, minimising carbs, increasing fats, etc. 
I want to get a nitty gritty, decent episode on this um, to, to dispel a lot of myths around about your cycle and what you need to do. So stay tuned, guys. And I'm so glad that somebody's, um, somebody's asked for that. It was been on my to-do list, but you guys know a to-do list. Well, my to-do list just keeps getting added to and added to and yeah. So I that's that's I, that's coming that's coming your way. Stay tuned. So last question: tips on meal planning slash prepping. I feel totally overwhelmed each week when it's food shop time. I need to think, plan, workout, shopping lists, and meal ideas. Meal ideas and find the time to actually make the meals and track them. Like I actually feel quite overwhelmed reading that. We need to break this down, guys. Okay, we need to break it down. It has to be simple and as simple as you can make it like I said that before okay please make it simple so it's not overwhelming all right now that is not me patronizing and saying it's going to be easy it is not but we have to simplify that and we have to make it simple in a way that works for you so it's not going to work the same for every single person um but here is here is my tips on meal prep now there is a meal prepping resource in the vault that you can have a look at and it might give you some ideas. Okay, you do not have to follow that to the letter, but it might give you some ideas. And be like, oh, that's it. Like, I never thought about doing that. That would really help me. So that's what I'm going to try. That's going to be my meal prep. Okay. So number one, please don't make it any more complicated than it needs to be. All right. So if we are thinking about your your meal plan, okay, and this is, it's in the building the meal structure um, resource, but pick one to two breakfasts. Things that you enjoy that you're not going to get sick of. So for me, it's protein um, protein overnight oats. And the reason that I don't get sick of them is because I change the toppings. So like the bread and butter of it is like oats, milk, high protein yogurt, a scoop of protein powder. Mix all that up. And then what I put in the top changes. And that just cha- completely changes that breakfast for me. And it just means that I don't get sick of it. But for me right now, it's that or it's the, the Wheatabix cheesecake. Like that, they're my, they're my go be- go-betweens. And I've been, like I've been having protein oats like oh my god like I don't I don't want to say years because in case you don't judge me but years because I love them and I'm not sick of them yet um, so you do not have to have lots of you don't have to eat eat a different breakfast every single day all right so I would eat this is how I would do it. I would pick one to two breakfast breakfasts things you enjoy that you're not going to get sick of that fit in with your lifestyle your prepping um, and I would rotate them if when and if you need to. Okay, and I would do the same for lunches. I always have one to two lunches, um, and for me, sandwiches, bagels, wraps, and I change the filling. This really works well for me, especially when I'm working. They're easy to prep the morning of, and then I can eat them. I can eat them and go for a walk in my thirty-minute lunch break. Another thing I do with lunches as well is I sometimes just have leftovers. So if I if I'm in the house. I will just, if there's food left from the night before, or if I make more, another top tip, if you're making more for your dinner the night before, put it in Tupperware before you serve it out. Because if you get anybody, if anyone's got a husband like me, <laughs> he's away with my lunch portion and I'm raging. So put it in a Tupperware um, before you portion your lunch, your dinners out. But um, one to two lunches that, again, you can rotate around that you're not going to get sick of, that you enjoy. And easy dinners, so making them as easy as possible. So if you are busy working like all week, maybe that is getting some meal prep, some HelloFresh, some microwave ones to begin with. Maybe it's utilising a slow cooker, air fryer, like 
um, oh my god, what am I going to say there? Jars, sauces, like please um, try not to overcomplicate it. And having a plan does help. So maybe actually the fact that you're like not thinking about having loads and loads of different breakfasts and lunches now makes that a little less overwhelming. So you're maybe just thinking about dinners. Um, and the thing about tracking, so like once you've tracked a meal once, that you can copy and paste. So it's not always going to take as much time. It is a con of tracking, especially to start. It's going to take you more time. But once you get used to it, and once you've you've got a meal that you maybe you maybe make frequently because it's a family favourite, like chicken fetus or spaghetti bolognese you've got it so you can continue to use it um and the thing about prepping like it's about finding a meal prep routine that works for you all right so one thing that that might help is if you prep all of your protein in bulk so maybe you're going to be having like chicken a couple of times a week or um you're having mince a couple of nights um or maybe some like beef steaks or like salmon Prep all these, prep all these at one time, and then put them on top of here and put them in the fridge. The protein takes the longest to cook, so once that's cooked, it takes a huge load off of your meal prep. And utilizing other things like microwaveable rice, um, like microwaveable mashed potato, micro um, freezer vegetables. Like guys, who's got time to chop an onion? Like don't come at me, but I've not. But I've not bought onions in months. I buy frozen veg. It's so much easier. Like make it as easy as possible on yourself. Um, another thing that you can do as well, if you don't want to do like big bulk preps, maybe just set aside ten to fifteen minutes a night to do a mini prep for the following day. Maybe you prep your your oats or your breakfast, and you prep your lunch. Um, and you do if you're doing it for the kids, do yours as well. Like, why are you prepping for the kids and not prepping for yourself? Um, another thing is is um, experiment. All right, do not like shoehorn yourself into one way of prepping. Like, try and try different ways and find what works best for you. Like, I will say this a lot. Like, we are all different, so we do have to think about ourselves. We have to think about what works for us, our family, our preferences, um, our schedules like our jobs and and do what um what works best for us guys this has been a cracking episode i have had so much fun recording it um i hope that you have enjoyed if you have give it a wee share in your stories please or pass it on to somebody that you know is going to get value of it i will link this into the group so that you have access to it straight away um, but yeah i hope you all have lovely lovely nights and or days whenever you're listening to this and i will speak to you all on the next episode Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate your time and attention. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would be so, 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 so grateful if you shared it with just one person. And that's going to help me help as many women as possible. And if you're interested in how I can help you, um, then please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at heather.moffat.fitness or I'll leave a link to my WhatsApp below.